1: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. My name is Charlie, and I'm the head of growth at Wellpreneur. And this week, we're going to do something different. We're turning the tables, and I'm going to be interviewing our founder, Amanda Cook. Now, some of you may be aware of her journey, um, and some of you may not be, but Amanda trained to be a health coach years ago and went through her own journey from working in a corporate field to training to become a health coach. So today, we're going to be learning all about Amanda's journey. And how she made that transition. So, hello, Amanda.
0: Oh, hi, Charlie. Oh, this is weird. It's <laughs> really weird, isn't <laughs> but <it>? good. Yeah, <laughs> being a guest on my own podcast, I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Amanda. Years ago, you went through.
1: Uh, I think it was IIN training. Is that right to become a health coach?
0: Yeah, it was 2011 Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Yeah, wow. It's it seems like a lifetime ago, actually. And it it was like a, it was like a different lifetime before I went through that training. It was like a different life. And what were you before you were uh, you, you did the training? So I um, I studied computer science in university, and I started working in the tech industry. And so I was at that point. So I'd been working at a couple different um, tech companies doing software development and professional services, and then finally moving into more like partnerships and marketing. And so it was funny, like. I always have liked technology, but I never felt like it was my calling in life. Like I always felt I enjoyed it, but I felt like there was something more. Um, and so I kept sweeping around for to find what this other thing would be. And so... I kept answering that question by moving. So I moved um, to Washington, D.C., and then to Paris, and then finally to London. So at the time where I finally discovered health coach training, I was working at a a tech company just outside London and doing lots of travel around Europe. And um, so parts of the job were really fun, but I just always felt this nagging feeling like this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And did you keep that a secret from people you were working with or? (laughs) (laughs) That was, it was really, yeah, it was really awkward. To be honest, it was weird. I I had this swirl of feelings that people can probably relate to. I kind of felt like there was something wrong with me. Like, well, this is what everybody does. Like everyone has a job and people don't love their jobs and people complain about Mondays and that's how life is, right? So what's wrong with me? Why can't I just be happy with that? Um, And so I felt a little... I felt uncomfortable with that, like there was something wrong with me, and I also felt really self-conscious about telling people at work. Because I, well, what I, one thing that I did is I I started a blog on the side, um, and I was keeping that secret too because the couple people I did tell at work, the reaction wasn't that great. It was either, well, why are you wasting your time doing that, or oh, that's a nice weird little quirky hobby that you have. Um, and when I started talking about kind of the idea of making a career in wellness and online business, people just looked at me like I had two heads. I mean, this was back in, you know, 2010, 2009, 2010. So it it was quite different than the environment now. But yeah, I felt, yeah, I definitely didn't know anybody that lived and worked that way. So I felt quite weird. Yeah.
1: And we always talk to to wellpreneurs about how important it is to find a tribe and and find people who are um, uh, entrepreneurs themselves. And it's kind of part of the reason why we set up the the wellpreneur community. So, did you did you go and find people who could who could relate to where you were and and what you were doing, or did you find them through the training?
0: Yeah. Oh, good question. Yeah, I I just. I remember back, so back then working in my day job, I had a really long commute, like an hour and a half each way. And I would listen to podcasts. Podcasts were the way that I started to find people that thought like how I did, even though I didn't know them in person, it was like my podcast time on my commute was kind of, you know, infusing my brain with these different ways of thinking about living and working. And, and I remember at, at that time in my life, I heard somebody talking about, you need to surround yourself with people that are, you know, doing the things you want to do. And I thought, I don't know anybody who's an entrepreneur. The only entrepreneurs I knew were like the founder of the tech company I worked for in the States. Like I just didn't know anybody doing their own thing. And and I contrast that now with my life now and pretty much Everyone I know, like all my friends, everyone I know, like ninety nine percent are all entrepreneurs and all do this, like live and work in a different way, and it's so dramatically different. Um, So that started off by listening to podcasts, and then definitely when I found health coach training, that was the first moment where I was like, "Oh, I'm not that weird." Like there's all these other people that are interested in holistic health and wellness, and they want to, you know, create a different a different path for themselves. That was so exciting.
1: And in terms of creating that different path, did you, did you start like working as a health coach and getting clients before you jumped out of your, your corporate job? Or were you doing the two at the same time and a bit of moonlighting? Like how was that, how was that big leap for you?
0: Well, like many people, I couldn't quite just, I couldn't justify just stopping working and, and leaping into starting my own business because I had to, you know, pay the bills, basically. So um, yeah, so I started, I started with a blog, um, which was even before I discovered health coaching. So I started my blog in like 2009. And that was kind of about holistic health and herbs and kind of the stuff I was learning. I was just sharing my journey as I was learning about those topics. And then I found health coaching. And I went through health coach training at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, IIN. And that year of that program was absolutely transformational because I not only met a whole bunch of people um, in the UK but also around the world that were into this kind of stuff. we were connecting and talking about it. Um, I went to a couple different conferences. we hosted a conference in London, um, the first IIN international conference um, in Europe and so like it was just this immersive transformational year and it also got me started seeing clients on the side. So you start seeing clients at the while you're in the program. And so I did that. I started it on the side and just you know, reached out to blog readers to, to get my first clients. So kind of friends, friends of friends and blog readers to bring in my first clients. And it took me, I think until 20... Oh, I always forget the year. I think it was 2013 that I finally felt confident enough to quit my day job and do my own business full time. But before that, I was doing both. And it's it's intense. I was working on the trains and my commute and working on my lunch break um, and working on the weekend. I probably was working too much, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I was so passionate about it that I, I didn't care. I was just determined to make it successful.
1: Brilliant. Um... So I'd be interested to hear, like the field of wellness itself is very, very broad, loads of different specialties that you could actually go into. But but, what made you choose health coaching in itself?
0: Yeah, I mean, that that is so true. There's so many ways you can get into wellness. And um, what I've found just being immersed in the industry for so many years is that a lot of us have multiple qualifications and study different modalities. You know, people will be an acupuncturist and a massage therapist or an herbalist and an aromatherapist or, you know, there's lots of different combinations that you can do. And for me, I was starting to look around at different modalities but none of them quite felt right because I was really interested in the nutrition aspect and kind of getting in touch, the the personal growth aspect of wellness as well. The fact that when you start to change what you eat and change some of your lifestyle behaviors, it really ripples and impacts all different areas of your life and your relationships. And so So I I kind of wasn't sure where to go with that. And when I came across, actually, first, I was looking into um, life coaching. And I went to like a taster weekend at a, a couple different programs. And I don't know, that was okay. But then somehow I came across health coaching. And it just felt like the light bulb went on. And I was like, this is it. They're talking about they're starting with food and lifestyle. And, and then that ripples out into the rest of your life. And so you know what i've what i've seen now is that such a wide variety of people go through health coach training and it's a really great qualification to have to give you flexibility in the future because it gives you something that you can practice right away but you can so easily combine it with whatever else it is that you do so like if you are an acupuncturist or um or into aromatherapy or into massage or into yoga or you can combine health coaching with all of those things and so you know i really i really feel like and have seen in in lots of other wellness entrepreneurs that it's just it kind of gives you that skill that you can start using right away to build your business, but then you can expand and flex it over time. And one, sorry, I just remembered one other thing at the end, which was I, at the time where I went through health coach training, like I said, I was already, um, I'd already had a blog and I was building my email list and like my social media presence and starting to build a little audience. And I had no idea what to sell them. So I wasn't selling anything. I was just like building an audience. And that's what health coaching gave me is it was just a tangible thing like, ah, oh, okay, now I can sell this, um, which, you know, you don't always, I wouldn't have necessarily needed that in retrospect, but it gave me like a concrete qualification, a program and the confidence to actually put something out there for sale. So for me, that was such a perfect, it was really just like the perfect start.
1: What did you start with first then in terms of your packages or your programs or your um because you know we speak to Wellpreneurs so often about like how important it is the package and the and the program that your your signature program that you're putting somebody through but what was what was your first
0: to be honest so now you have to remember the world is a bit different then right because this is twenty. 20- 2011 and 2012. And so health coaching wasn't as widely known as it is now. Now it's really starting to get momentum and there's more competition out there. But I just started with like the default package um, that, because, well, at the time when I went through IIN, they gave you um, some templates, like a six month program. And so that's what I was doing. I was just using their six month program. And as I did it, I would start customizing things to fit more with what I felt comfortable with, um, but I just started with their program and of course put um put my own spin on it. so you know I was really yeah, just kind of put the spin on it that that went with my my blog and my own personal health, but yeah, I just started out that way. so I think now when you're starting, um if you have some sort of audience, then it's you can just offer them you know, it's, it's a lot easier to just offer something. If you're starting and building your audience, it really makes sense to narrow down, like we advise, you know, at Wellpreneur, like to really narrow down into, you know, what are you focusing on? Is it skin issues? Is it for new moms? Is it for digestive health? Like what is, what's your particular focus? Um, But back then when I was doing it, because I had an audience, I just kind of, I just started with what they gave me um, and then, and then iterated as I went.
1: Yeah. And we always talk to Wellpreneurs about how As you're building your business, you're wearing so many hats and it is such a steep learning curve what you go through in terms of like setting up and running a business. What were the things that you found that you like had to really work on getting to kind of grips with or that were your your least favorite that you were like, actually, I need to work really hard to do this because this Mm. is an important part of running a business?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. um So I had a few different challenges first, because I'd always had an office job, you know, so first, I had a huge mindset shift when I started working from home, and working on my own. And um at first, I did what many people do, which is you just are in your like I'd wake up and I'd check my email. And Before I'd even showered or eaten breakfast or anything. And suddenly it's like 1130 and you haven't showered and you're in your PJs and you feel like crap and like just awful. So that was actually one of my big challenges in the beginning was to realize that I needed to give myself a routine. Um, And once I figured that out, that made life a lot easier. So starting to actually set boundaries around what are my working hours? What are my working days? and like saying, I'm only going to work during actual working hours. I'm not going to work on the weekends anymore. And she's just putting some boundaries and structure around that. Like I always have to shower first and eat breakfast and get outside for a walk before I check my email, like those simple things. So that was really big for me. Um, The second trap that I felt it fell into that I really struggled with was doing too much. And so like I'm just naturally an idea generator. And so I had this big vision for what the company could be. And I made this huge list of all these tasks that I wanted to do. And so I just started doing, like cranking through and doing tons of work. And actually what I know now is that the vast majority of the stuff I did probably didn't deliver any results. And it was just like me trying to be perfect and me trying to be like, the best entrepreneur ever that could do everything. And um, we, we've talked about this before on the show, but there's that idea of like the 80-20 rule that um, 20% of the tasks that you do deliver 80% of the results. So 20% of your marketing delivers 80% of your clients or leads. So it's kind of that just as a rough, a rough ratio. And so I was definitely doing all these things. And in retrospect, I probably didn't need to do a lot of them. And I should have been focused on just getting more clients, you know, doing the things that's going to sell. And instead I was like fixing my website and like changing my branding and building stuff on social media. And I don't know, 10 million formatting my PDFs. Yeah. It's so common (laughs) though, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone, when they first start out, they just have like, oh, yeah. we could do this and we could do this. So let's just do everything. Like, yeah, no. And then you find yourself spinning so many plates. Yeah. It's really, really common.
0: And you really, yeah. And you really, I had this sense like, oh, well, I don't want to put this out there until my website looks right. And I hear this from so many wellness entrepreneurs. is like, It's like when you have the idea of what you want to do, if your website and your social media and everything doesn't match it, you feel like you can't move forward. And what I know now is that website projects are such a huge time suck. Like it's great. It's great to have a good website. But in the beginning, that can be huge, huge expense, like it could cost money and take hours or weeks or months of time. And so I think if, you know, if I was, looking back at myself like that, I would just be like, don't worry about what it says on the website. Just like put out, like talk to your people and put out some offers, you know, and just like make it, do it really, just keep it simple. Focus on, focus on what's actually going to drive sales and build your audience.
1: Yeah. I'm a big believer in, in, yeah, keep it simple. And I just, the power of three for me is it's always it's always like, just what are the three things you're going to do today? Like, don't look at that massive long to-do list. Just what are the three core things that you think are going to like shift the dial today? Um, great. So Amanda, if you had your time again, though, um, what would you what would you say to yourself or what would you go back and do differently if you uh, were starting all over again now?
0: Mm, I love this question because I, I always ask this question to you. So it's a good one. I would go back and tell myself let yourself be a beginner. Let yourself be a beginner. Like, and what I mean is that I put, okay, I'm like type A overachiever, like perfect perfectionism type person, right? So I had this sense that right from the get go i needed to be like the most professional the best health coach entrepreneur whatever and i didn't give myself permission to just be a beginner and so i think what that what that shows up as is that there's so much, i put so much pressure on myself that like if you're going to sell this thing it better sell or else like it's you know threw me into a tailspin that maybe this you know i wasn't being successful or and i it made me it made me not ask for as much advice as, as 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 I could have from people that were a little further down the road because I felt like I should know this already. But actually, when you're starting a new business, you shouldn't know it. How are you supposed to know it already? Like I'd never done that before. Yes, I had loads of experience in technology and marketing and partnerships and different things, but I had no experience in being a wellness entrepreneur. And so why put all that pressure on yourself to to feel like you have to do it perfectly? And so I think for anybody out there Actually, no matter what phase of business you're in, can you let yourself be a beginner? And like, that's okay. And when you have that attitude, then it's like, oh, okay, this is just an experiment. Let me try this. Let me ask people who have been further, uh, you know, been further along this path, what did they do? What would they do in this situation? Like, I can take some guidance and I can just, again, see it as an experiment so I can take that pressure off from feeling like, you know, I have to knock it out of the park every single time. Like it just, I think that would have been a lot more relaxing and a lot more fun. And I probably would have moved along more quickly even because I would have been open to more advice and not being so hard on myself. So yeah, let yourself be a beginner.
1: I like that one. I like that one. I really, it reminds me of quite a few of the posts we get in the community where people are like, they, they, they say I'm new to this. I need a mentor or can someone buddy with me or, um, they're reaching out and asking for help or they're, they're putting their opt-in up on, on the community and saying, guys, please give feedback. Like, I just think that's so good just to reach out for help and say, I'm a beginner. I don't know it all. Um, So it's brilliant when we see that in the community. Well, thank you, Amanda. It was really great to hear your journey. Um, And I'm sure there's a lot of wellpreneurs out there who can relate to um, how you make that change from corporate career into a wellness business Uh, but it was yeah really really great to hear your story so um, if you want to have any questions on this week's episode or you um, have are a new beginner and want to reach out for some help so I cannot recommend uh, the Facebook community the Wellpreneur Facebook community enough Um, so come join us there Um, if not we'll see you back here next time for another Wellpreneur podcast. Awesome.